Welcome to Thanks, It's the Trauma. I'm Dr. Alyssa, and this is a podcast with my friends, Nikki and Heidi. We're connected by a unique and unusual experience, and we talk about it and other traumas with honesty, booze, and cuss words. Season three, episode three, The Reunion with Nikki. This is unedited, so <laughs> you're just going to get what you fucking get. All right? Okay. <sighs> Nick, well, we are starting off with some feelings. Our feelings, Here's the friend. Thing. <laughs> our feelings friend. Here's the thing. Nikki was not the feeler at the beginning. He was not our feelings season one or friend. two. And he then was I not went our to therapy. Friend. Yes. And now I'm all fucked up. <laughs> And no, now you start each episode with tears. I love it. Oh my God, please. No. Nikki's going to be the crier now. I just... Oh, I am the crier. <laughs> well, why don't you... Every day. <laughs> so you, you were saying that, you know, when we were talking in the last episode about, you know, how I was saying the only way is through it. So you're, you're going through it. <laughs> Yeah, going through <laughs> you're some, going some you're going through it so whatever you feel comfortable sharing you know what are you going through right now well um I can share that you know after you get divorced from your trans spouse um you date as you ladies are doing and sometimes you end up in a relationship <laughs> that lasts mm-hmm. a while as I did and then that ends And um, the crazy thing is, is that you can go through uh, some really hard things in life, like the loss of a mom to suicide and the transition of a spouse. And then um, an everyday breakup will take you down. So that's where I'm at. (laughs) And that happened in January. And oddly enough, we plan to record all all this. And today was the first time that person texted me since the breakup. And so I am a hot fucking mess all day crying all day. So, um, and it's April. So you haven't heard from this person in three months. No, 10, it's been 10 weeks since we broke up. The last time I saw him was new year's. Um, so yeah. It's been, um, uh, it has been a lot of therapy. I mean, I've been in therapy for almost two years now and I was the biggest unfeeler, the biggest, <laughs> I'm not going to feel any of those things. And now for I feel so all many the years. things all the time. And, uh, yeah. So I cry all the time. <laughs> now, Nikki, I envy like everything that you've done with EMDR. Like it's not easy and it's not for everyone. And you put in a lot of hard work and a lot of hours. And are you still doing EMDR or do you feel like that journey is finished? Uh, I'm not doing EMDR. I did do it right after the breakup. We did um, some sessions of EMDR. Um, And then we just went back to talk therapy. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, I did a lot of EMDR about my mom, mostly my mom, uh, and then some of the divorce, and then some of this breakup. 
And um, just, you know, I learned about resilience. I knew I had resilience, but this bounce back from this one is um, a lot slower. And I don't know why. <laughs> you know, have you, have you seen, and this might be hard to describe, so we'll see how this mm-hmm. goes. Have you seen the like box, the ball in a box with the button visual about grief? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the group, the button is what is the grief, what, what, what pushes the grieving experience. Right. And the ball is when you first experience a loss huge, and it's constantly pushing the fucking button as it mm-hmm. rolls around this box. But over time that ball gets smaller. Right. And so it bounces around and life keeps happening and it doesn't push the button as often, but when it pushes the button, same fucking grief, mm-hmm. same yeah. fucking punch in the face and in the gut and it still feels horrible. Um, and so like recognizing, like, this is a new, this is a new loss. This is a new Mm -hmm. sense of grief, but it is also pushing all of the old losses and, you know, um, a sense of abandonment and like it pushes all of those fucking buttons at the same time. It's like the, the elevator, like the elf elevator mm-hmm. thing. It's just like, let's push all the buttons. <laughs> this will be yeah. fine, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it very much felt like that. Um, I just felt like grieving, hard grieving, like, like Heidi has described, like I couldn't get out of the bed. I didn't change my pajamas for an entire weekend until I had to go to work. I mean, I functioned um, and I got through my, class, you know, my classes and I do function and I do go out and I do laugh and I have fun, but underneath there is always a little bit of sadness that no one, um, that I keep to myself because it's just, who wants to hear that all fucking day long, (laughs) you know, that broken record about how sad I am that this is over, but, um, I am sad. Yeah. Yeah. I was just listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast with Jen Hatmaker and Tyler Merritt and that relationship that just started. And one of the things, Nikki, that they articulated is that when we have trauma and grief and abandonment and sometimes betrayal, whatever that looks like, we can only heal so far on our own. We don't know until we're in that next relationship who we're going to show up as. Or when, or what that next relationship is going to pull out of us or push us into, you know, or change us. And it sounds like you're so far ahead of Alyssa and I, like in the, (laughs) in the growth chart of like, of your, you, you've gone on that journey and then another door closed. And I'm just like, so proud of you, right. That you, you tried again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'll continue to try again. I am always hopeful that there is love somewhere. Um, but yeah, it hurts along the way. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just, you know, nothing lasts forever. Nothing. They die. They whatever, you know, um, you know, I really, mean, yeah, I only really understood that. Like when my <laughs> divorce happened and I yeah. was like, you know, I said to, I said to Jeff, shout out mm-hmm. Jeff, uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes relationships end and he said Alyssa every relationship ends I was like what are you talking about what are you talking about oh death (laughs) 
<laughs> Till death do you part. Yeah. You were also mm-hmm. ahead of me on that. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll really you know. Yeah. I think the biggest part that um was hardest for me coming out of that relationship and realizing things was that how badly I abandoned myself in that and um, how little I kept any boundary with him because I just let him have every part of me and he gave me scraps and um, feeling very disappointed in myself for just being abandoned, you know, abandoning myself and not standing up for myself and saying what I was worth and what I needed, like it was too much. And Mm -hmm. that is never okay. So there are things to be learned. I definitely learned things. And I mean, other parts of my life are amazing. School is amazing. I secured an internship at a great place that I love. And um, be so good. The kids are good. And, um, you know, my ex spouse was here putting on a new keypad doorknob for me yesterday. <laughs> like the relationship is fine. It's just this one spot that is um, painful and I'll get through it. And I don't know, you know, in six months, it might be, this will be very different. Yeah. And I have gone on some dates and it's been, it's yeah, I feel been, that. I yeah, feel it's that. just kind of. I think we I all mean, feel that. You know, I tried to go on dates. There's not a lot, you know. There's not a lot of dudes that actually follow through to the date. Um, but when they do, the ones that have, I'm just like, you know, they're nice. There's nothing wrong. There's like Heidi said. There's just no chemistry. No, I don't mm-hmm. want to go home and kiss this person. No, I don't want to be naked with this person. Like, oh, I want to go home. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know. I tried to give it a chance. I even went on two dates with someone and almost went on a third. And then I was like, yeah, no, I can't do it because <laughs> yeah. third date, he's going to try to kiss me. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. freak out. So, um, yeah. Why do you That's think life. Nick, I'm not the therapist here, but I'm just <laughs> like for those listening, like myself that are like trying to learn too, like, and as you are relearning, like, what do you think? stopped you I guess or like what like if you could reflect back like for the next time like what do you think from your past relationships or your past trauma bled into this relationship that stopped you from putting up those boundaries or setting you know sticking up for yourself and the things that you needed like uh you know I always felt abandoned um especially with my mom, it it definitely relates back to her. Because even when I was a kid, they would go on these trips, you know, they'd go on trips to England or whatever, and they'd be gone for like a week or two. And I knew she was coming back, but I would stand in the window and cry my eyes out thinking she was never coming back. Like that was my attachment and my abandonment with my mother. Like I always felt like she was never coming back. Like she was going to go and she was never coming back. Like I always felt that growing up every time she'd leave and then she'd get home and I'd cry more because I was so happy to see her. And that Mm -hmm. carried through most of my childhood until I was, you know, a teenager and I wanted to be left alone and, you know, went to college and I was fine. But, you know, some part of me, I think always felt like she's going to leave and not come back. And then she left and didn't come back. You know, and, then eventually and in a very, 
and then and in a very tragic traumatic way and um so for a long time through therapy and even before therapy I always thought they everybody leaves everybody leaves I I mean that was rolling through my head for years like everyone leaves um you know I don't care who you are someday you're gonna leave and um so not playing that constantly in my head has been a challenge and then letting myself be vulnerable with this relationship to the point of losing my boundaries to please somebody else, you know, and feel like I was worth it. You know, it, yeah, railroaded me. So did you respond? I did respond. Um, I just said, uh, happy Easter. And then, you know, there was a little bit of conversation about the ending of things. Um, but he is moving away even further than he, you know, this was a long distance relationship. He's moving away further across the country. Um, but you know, I don't know what the point of the text was. Um, I'm sure listen, you know, has theories, um, a friend of mine said, you know, they all reach out for a reason. What's his reason? And, you know, I don't know what that is. And I didn't ask. So and we I just ended you? it. Yes, go ahead. Did I? Did I? Did I yeah. Tell yes. So Alyssa, several friends out. always say, have told me this whole time, he's going to text you. He's going to text you. He's going to text you. And I, I was like, no, he will never text. To prepare. To be yes. prepared. And I think, I think that's good. in in the ending of, uh, especially in like a really emotional ending of a relationship to be prepared for that possibility, because when we're not, it's really hard to like know how we want to respond to that. I was but. not prepared. <laughs> I was over here chopping potatoes for my scallop potato recipe for Easter. And my phone is dinging and I'm not paying attention. My watch is buzzing from my phone and I'm just like, I can't look. And then I look and there's his name and I was not prepared. And I immediately broke into tears. I didn't even read the text and I was already crying. Yeah. Were your kids home? Yeah, they were asleep. I mean, you know, they're kids. (laughs) They're boys. They don't wake up till like two. (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alyssa and I with our kindergartners over here, we're like, what? They sleep till like two? 20 and 16. <laughs> God. Oh my yeah. gosh. Do they, I was just wondering if they had seen you um, like vulnerable like that. If they've seen you cry yeah. or hurt. Since. Actually, Noah, my oldest, and it's okay, I said his name, but he, um, you know, he struggles with anxiety and we go back and forth with that. And, and actually he works with his parent and they have repaired their relationship thoroughly. They're very close. And, um, but his best friend moved away. His best friend since grade school moved away for, to Alabama for school or whatever. And that just a few weeks ago, and he came home after they hung out all night, you know, they had their dudes night before he left. He came home just in tears because they were at the, it was the classic. They were at the stoplight. They looked at each other, the light turned green and they waved goodbye and they both started crying. And, you know, it was very sweet. These 20 year old boys 
And he came home just in tears. And, you know, this was a few weeks ago and I'm, I'm still, you know, I cry at everything now. <laughs> so, uh, he walks in crying. And so my kid is crying. My 20 year old is crying. And then I just hugged him and we just stood in the kitchen crying. And I was just like, I know this sucks. And I didn't really say much else. And we just stood there and cried. And so, yeah, I would never do that two years ago with my kid. I'd be like, buck up, buddy. <laughs> you know, like, you'll be okay. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> She's milking like milkshake? butter. <laughs> now I'm a hot fucking mess. So. <laughs> You're soft it's and beautiful. buttery. Yeah. I don't know if I like it or not. Like I, sometimes this is too much. Like sometimes I'm just like, make it stop. I can't feel like this all the time. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, well just be in the, just feel it and get it over with, you know, (laughs) you know, like I know I got to do this. There's no way around it. So. But it's like, it's the, it's you, you know, it's the authentic you, it's your real feelings. And like that you can allow yourself to feel those and be true to yourself with them. Like, that's really beautiful. I know that. Let it's me like tell you painful. I'm fucking exhausting. Is what <laughs> No, I'm only so to, yourself. to yourself. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Feelings are exhausting. Feelings are very tiring when you have a lot of them and big of big of them, big of them. Oh, big feelings. I don't know. Uh, all last week I would drive to work and almost be in tears by the time I got to work. I don't know why. Just maybe it's hormonal. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I would be driving to work and I'd just be like almost in tears. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm about to cry, but I'm gonna. So I better mm. get distracted really quick. So yeah, just happens. Yeah. Hmm. Feel like this whole process for the three of us is like the ongoing theme is that there's waves, you know? Yeah. Waves where we feel normal and waves where we feel like a lot of grief and new grief. And also like that life keeps going good and bad. Like life keeps coming out swinging and punching and it also like giving you gifts. And it's just like, what the fuck? I think that's, I think that's what we, I think that's the thing, right? Like that we have, have also seen through this process. Like if we went back and listened to one, two, and three, like it is, it's the waves, it's the good, it's the bad. And it's not even just related to our divorces, right? But life. There's a whole life after that's, you know, you think that that's the biggest thing happening and yeah, it is for a little while. And then there's some whole other shit coming <laughs> coming your way. Like Alyssa. ladies, there's more shit coming. Right. Like what's that thing called on your leg, Alyssa? The marble blah, 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 blah syndrome. <laughs> May Thurner syndrome. The Marvel comic syndrome. May Thurner syndrome's coming May for Thurner's us all. coming I mean, for you. I have had no physical surgeries. I can report that. Yeah, you're, the, new... you're the only one. <laughs> Last time we talked, you were chronically rolling your um, ankle while hiking. Yeah. I have not fallen in a very long time. <laughs> let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> I, think, I think coming into your feelings. Okay. And this is, I, I mean this. I mean this. <laughs> I think coming into your feelings also means coming into your body more, being more aware of your body. And so like 
being less dissociated probably does mean you, you don't bang into stuff as much. You don't just fall over as easily. Let me tell you something. Centered. I went on a hike today and almost twisted my ankle because I was not here. Dead motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I almost ruined my trend. I almost bit it by myself. No, I didn't. But I almost I did roll my ankle and it didn't hurt. But I was like, okay, well, you're not paying attention to what the fuck you're doing. So get grounded and get it together. That's why you're out here. And um, yeah, I didn't do that again. But so you're still hiking. I still hike. I try not nearly as much because I just don't have the time. Okay. Uh, school absorbs a lot of time. So you work full time, Nick. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting a master's degree at full time. Yes. Well, it's accelerated. So every eight weeks I change a class. Yeah, that's and you that have two children who class. live at your house. Yeah, well, they're, you know, I don't have to change their diapers or give them baths or anything like that. <laughs> they're like, cool. Well, I mean, once in a while, some shit happens, but like, like uh. it's a lot. No, it's more grown up shit. I know. Yeah. It's not cool. <laughs> There's some things. Here's, here's some things, ladies. Oh, boy. Your kids are going to grow up and have sex. And then there's a whole other thing that happens. So just get ready. <laughs> I can't. I can't get ready. I can't get ready. Not ready. You know, we were talking about Jessica Simpson's memoir. And when I was listening to it, I thought my kids had their earphones on. And Max, the seven-year-old, goes, Mommy, why did the boys want her to jump up and down and watch her boobs go up and down? (laughs) That's where we're at, Nikki. I can't even handle. You want to know what I said? I said, Mommy and Kaylee are going to have an answer for you tomorrow. <laughs> Have we now mentioned Jessica Simpson? <laughs> I mean, every episode, every episode, episode four. <laughs> yeah, she could be episode four. Let's. Okay, who's, we need let's a reunion her. with Jessica. Yeah. Jessica, let your people reach out to our people, which is just us. <laughs> uh, which is, here's our email address. We never check it. <laughs> here's my home phone number. <laughs> You can call me anytime. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So there's more stuff coming girls um, to look forward to. So when are you done? Like how much longer do you have? Cause I feel like in my mind, it's been like a year or so, two years. Yeah. December, 2023, I will be done. So all of next year is internship and electives. Wow. They wanted me to do one elective class spring of 2024. And I was like, move it up. I, I don't care. I'll double up. I don't put it somewhere else because I'm not spending eight weeks of 2024 in an elective class. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a waste. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. Um, and I did my first residency last November, which was all done by zoom because we, because COVID. And then I have a residency this November, which so far pending COVID, we will meet in Washington, DC for this. So very nice. That's fun. We'll see though. And then maybe graduation in person. We'll see. That would be cool. COVID. That's it's so interesting. Like when we started this, COVID had just started. Like we started this April 2020. And now here we are two years people. later, where like yeah. COVID is less of a thing. I don't know. I've been hearing more people getting it lately. Oh, God. Like all of a sudden, like blah blah has it. This person has it. 
can't come to this because this person has it. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So, Nikki. Last winter was pretty bad. You've had it. Alyssa, have you had it? I've not had it. Nikki hasn't had it. Oh, you haven't? Just your kids had it? Hmm. Oh, man. You've gotten it. Yeah, I had it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa hasn't had it. I haven't had it. I haven't had it. How in the fuck? fuck. (laughs) I don't know. I fucking went on a plane every month last year. I don't know how I didn't get it. I have have the cure for COVID. (laughs) Everyone's spouse just needs to come out of cancer. (laughs) And then that kills COVID. So think about it. Just listen, everybody. It's the broken heart thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Did all of our, wait, my, my ex did get it. Yours so did, did too, Nick, right? Yeah. Did yours? Heidi? No. Nope. Okay. She doesn't leave the house. <laughs> no. <laughs> no opportunity. I was just going to say, like, we are emitting something in our immune systems that says, don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, done. we're done with this. We're done. Yeah. I've I mean, been we there definitely, like, you got sick, I got sick, but my COVID, all our COVID was negative. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, oh. I was sure I was going to get it last year for sure. I even went to Las Vegas in the casinos last summer, right when it was spiking in Vegas again, and I still Oof. didn't get it. I don't Oof. know how. I don't know how either. There's so many drunk people there. Every <laughs> time I think about Las Vegas and the casinos, all I can think about is the cigarette smoke. <sighs> yeah, it's still bad. Oh, see, and and the outfits, when you say the that, Alyssa, bad as well. I, I have the opposite reaction when I think of the cigarette <laughs> smoke and then the casinos. I'm like, yes. Stand near me. Stand near me. Marlboro Light, please. <laughs> <laughs> the throwback. Oh, God. Yeah. I would like to go to Vegas with you guys sometime. I'm going to put that on um, the bucket list. I think. Can I just really say time. that the one good thing out of this relationship being long distance was I got on Southwest A-list from all my travel. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. How, Hell how, yeah. Often were you, proud. how often were you flying for a bang, like, Nick? Every month, almost. Wow. And how while often he came here, nah, he came here, I think he got here one time, maybe mm. twice. But I, I went don't there. Like, I don't like this. But I got an A-list. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's got hey, A-list. It's now. good to get something till the till the end of this year. So what yeah. you're saying is you can fly to Charlotte for free. No, no, I get no. I don't get free anything. I just get on the plane faster than everybody else. Oh, is that what that means? I don't know. Yeah. I don't even think we have Southwest yeah. I get here. Oh yeah. goodness. Yeah. I didn't even know. I tried to get early bird check-in for my flight coming up. And it was like, you can't. And I was like, why? What did I do? (laughs) (laughs) And so I keep digging, digging there. And I Googled, why won't they give me early bird? They're like, because you already have a less full. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, Nick, is there anything else that you feel like you want people to know? I mean, I think, you know, that growth is painful, (laughs) my mantra and, uh, yeah, um, feel all the feels because, you know, it's the only way to get through it. I would love to be the person starting (laughs) season one, episode one, and just fucking (laughs) like driving from, you know, Florida to Montana, (laughs) listen to the whole fucking thing and get to this part of with this person. (laughs) 
to hear where she started and to hear where she is now. Oh so yeah. Amazing. When I, I was like, love to be that person. That first I was time. Drunk all of season one, right? <laughs> we were drunk. <laughs> Listening to John Mayer and drinking tequila. And you were like, I, nah, I don't want to feel that. <laughs> I haven't drank anything through this. Just so you know. I was so I'm drunk. Stone sober. I blew a Vuvuzela, I'm pretty sure. In like the What's first What's a Vuvuzela? Vuvuzela, like the little blowhorn. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, either. maybe we cut it out, but it's in the video. Oh, I did. I did. yes. I did. Horn, yeah. <laughs> did I cut it out of the episode? Anyway, it's a, it's a little soccer thing from World Cup in Africa. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> but we were drunk and I felt like I was like, oh, I'm not even sure if Nikki likes me because I'm asking her all these questions. Boom. <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> Tell me all the things, you know. Um, you, it's like, com- it's like sitting down and having a zoom with a completely different person and, really? um, that, and Alyssa, you nailed something that almost brought me to tears when you said dissociating less, like being in your body, like less yeah. tripping, that kind of thing, because like, that's the number one thing I'm, I'm working on still in therapy when I'm told you I don't I'm not talking to my therapist about my feelings anymore but <laughs> but I am is um but my I set the intention when we got back was like I feel like my brain and my body and my like I'm just disconnected from my body I'm just disconnected mm-hmm. like I'm over here and my body's over here and I need them integrated and well and Nikki. And we're seeing Nikki yeah. have that experience <laughs> yeah. in front of our eyes. It, yeah. It, it's like, uh, I know you're crying, Nick, but it's like <laughs> tremendous hope and like belief in the possibility of like moving through trauma. Big it T trauma. Sucks. It sucks, but there's no other way. You can't keep just sidestepping it, Heidi. Yeah. It just gets harder gets bigger gets uglier yeah then you cry longer than I do (laughs) no Uh, you know something else is that school also um has broken me open you know therapist school is not easy they make you deal with your shit um because if you can't deal with your shit you're not going to deal with everybody else's and what is amazing to me is most of my classmates tell me they have never been to therapy and they don't go to therapy I'm like for the curiosity alone, why wouldn't you want to know what it is you are going to be doing and be on the other side of that? But yeah, yeah, no, they don't. And I, I, you know, being a therapist, I think I will always be in therapy, of course, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but that, that is, that was the beginning of it, I think was having to face a lot of things that I've never had to face in class that teachers were making us dig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so well, I'm fact, glad that you did. Yeah. 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 Before we go, Nick, will you share with us that beautiful story that you put on Facebook about your last paper and the response? Oh, um, so we had to, our final paper for this class, which is diagnosis, we had to pick a film and then we had to pick a character in the film and we had to, um, write about them and diagnose them. And anyways, I did the film Room, which is about a girl who was abducted when she was 17 and held captive for seven years in a 10 by 10 box. Um, It was, Brie Larson was the actress she won an an Oscar for it. 
and she had a child in captivity. Anyways, I wrote about this. And then our teacher paired us with a classmate to read each other's paper and then give feedback and corrections and APA formatting, blah, blah, blah. Um, so the girl that I worked with, we've had some weird interactions in class. So I was like, oh, great. She's not going to like, you know, she's not going to work with me. Anyways, she responded to someone else in our class in their paper, which was allowed if you wanted to do that. But she didn't respond to mine. And I had had it up there for the whole week. And she never responded, never responded and gave me feedback. And I did hers and gave her feedback. And then Sunday night, still, by the time I went to bed, and you know, it's due before midnight, there was nothing posted for me. And I was like, fuck, she's just not going to do it, you know? And so at like 2.30 in the morning, I just woke up. Something said, wake up. It was the weirdest thing because I play music all night. I could hear the music, but I couldn't hear the singer. And something said in my ear, do you want to wake up by an alarm or do you want to wake up by the voice? And I, in my head, I thought the voice. And then I could hear the person singing. It was, it was super weird. I don't know. Anyways, so I woke Supernatural. up and I was like, get your phone. And I looked at my phone and I said, look to see if she posted. And she posted. And she posted that she commended me on my paper and working with that trauma, you know, the, the community of trauma survivors. Um, because when she was 16, she was abducted and sold into sex trafficking. And she's, you know, done all her work. And basically, she's done her post-traumatic growth and her resilience. And, you know, she's turning it into a positive, you know, and she's becoming a therapist for these people. But she, it was, it was amazing to get seen and validated by a victim or a survivor actually of trauma and, and tell me that I was doing a good job. That was more than any teacher could tell me, you know, and it was just, it was so bizarre. <laughs> it was just such a weird moment. Goosebumpy. Like... Yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't go back to sleep for like two hours. I was up till four. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, really it's such a good reminder as we close out this like reunion episode that like that girl in your class, like Alyssa, Nikki, myself, like all of you out there listening to a trauma podcast, like we're all just the, we're just the girl in line next to you getting coffee, right? Yeah. Like every single person like is either going through shit is about to go through shit when they step out that door. You know what I mean? Has survived something like it's like, it's all like, like that reading your Facebook post was like, there's such a, we're, we're woven together in, in our humanity. And unfortunately a lot of our humanity is traumatic. Yeah. Or traumatized. Yeah. Or traumatized. And that's why we have this podcast. So Happy reunion, you guys. Yeah. Was, I'd say yeah, cheers, but I don't drink do apparently anymore. <laughs> you don't drink? I mean, I, not lately. Oh, like you're not like sober. No. Oh, I was like, wait, I was, like, I, wait, I, was like, I haven't gotten drunk to cope with my I was like, lately. Alyssa's writing a book <laughs> and Nikki Nikki's is not sober. drinking. <laughs> Nikki's in AA? What? <laughs> Next, she's going to tell me she's that? an Enneagram three now. 
and I'm going to be like, what? No, still an eight. Well, I will will cheers with my sparkling water and my hint water and my tap water. <laughs> We all have water now. Yeah. We literally all had wine in the beginning. We had we margaritas. Water. We had bubble. <laughs> didn't we have bubbly in between? We did. Too? We did. We tried to get bubbly to sponsor us, but they never wrote back. So yeah. cheers. I'm going to take our photo. <laughs> all right. That's all right. a wrap. Thanks. It's the trauma podcast is not a substitute for therapy or mental health advice. If you or someone you love is in crisis, please call 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. You can also text the word HOME to 741-741 to reach a trained crisis counselor. You're so hungover. Thanks. It's the trauma.